Hey y'all, welcome back to the Lab Lounge. We're your hosts, Amber and Yvette, and this is LL 103, Flavors of Chemistry. So this is our first episode of our new series, Flavors of Chemistry, where we're going to be talking about the different flavors of chemistry, so what you can do with your chemistry degree and what that might look like. So today we have our very first ever special guest with us. So we're going to let her introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her major, what her flavor of chemistry is, and then what she's involved with here on campus. Hi, I'm Maddie. My flavor of chemistry is food science. Personally, I think it's the tastiest. (laughs) I am involved in the women's swim team on campus, and I am also one of the social media team members for her campus. And you also work as a lab prep student. Yes, and I also work as a lab prep student. I always forget that one. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much for being here. So here in the podcast, we talk a little bit about what chemistry is, but we also talk about life as a college student. Mm -hmm. So what drew you to St. Ambrose? I always wanted to go to a small school because I had toured at bigger schools with my brother and it just all seemed really overwhelming to me. And I also knew that I wanted to go to school decently far away from home. So I live five hours away currently. And also I wanted to swim in college. And so what really drew me to Ambrose was actually the swim team because I met with the team and I just really enjoyed the way they interacted with each other and I enjoyed the coach. And so that's kind of what drew me here. Yeah. So fun fact, when Maddie came to visit, it was my freshman year of college and our coach was like, hey, Amber, talk with Maddie. And I thought I scared this girl off because there was no way she was coming back after talking with me. I really thought I messed that one up, but here she is. So it all worked out. Yeah. Also, the food in Davenport also drew me here. Really? Yeah. How different is it from where you... Just live? so many like new restaurants and stuff. Specifically, it was Cookies and Dreams okay. because some of the captains on the swim team took me to Cookies and Dreams and I was like, I love these cookies. But have you had Crumble? Yes. And Crumble it's better. Crumble is superior. I haven't had... Okay. I'm going to have to put had... a field trip here. Oh, yes, we are. <laughs> I've had Crumble cookies I have cookies some in my refrigerator right now. I've had them a few times and honestly... They didn't impress me a lot. Which one did you get? (laughs) I don't remember. It was at like my friend's graduation party. And so, yeah. yeah, So that's why. But like I'm open to trying some. We will definitely make a trip to get you some crumble. Perfect. (laughs) Also, I've never been to Cookies and Dreams. so Me neither. Okay, the crumble is just so good, but it's automatically superior. Okay, Snickerdoodle Cheesecake Cookie from Cookies and Dreams. kind of sound fire. Okay. It's literally a snick- snickerdoodle cookie with cream cheese, like a cheesecake Ooh. filling Ooh. with like, it's really good. Ooh, they were so good. good that I literally got Cookies and Dreams shipped to my house for my graduation party. I'm so glad for you. That is amazing. That sounds great. <laughs> How much shipping was that? That sounds like a lot. It was a lot. You also had to buy like at least six dozen. Oh, God. <laughs> You had a big graduation party. No, we just had a lot of cookies in our freezer. Oh, man. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. So what are some of your hobbies that you do outside of school and swimming? I literally only crochet and watch anime. She crochets so fast. Have you seen her crochet before? I haven't. So she, so Dr. J commissioned Maddie for a, a scarf for Christmas, and she did like half of it as soon as she got the yarn. Oh, Good. It was amazing. I haven't worked on it since, but like... It's half done. But it's half done. Yeah. yeah. So that's all that matters. Exactly. I don't know. I also feel like whenever Dr. J asks you to do something, you just kind of do it. Yeah. Like, then and there. Yeah. Also, we weren't doing anything. So I was just like sitting there for two hours. And I was like, yeah. I don't have anything to do. I have my crochet hook. I have some yarn. I'm just going to go to town. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, whenever he asks me to 
design something for him it's an immediately like get it done yeah same with like t-shirts yeah <laughs> not because like he's scary but just we like, just appreciate we appreciate him. him so much that yeah. like we don't want to disappoint him exactly yeah exactly okay so what do you plan on doing with your chemistry degree Okay, so I plan on going into food science, which a lot of people don't know what that means. Yes, so please Please tell me more. Yeah, Yeah. okay. So when I tell people I want to go into food science, they mostly think of like being like a nutritionist, helping people with that, but that's not necessarily the case. The way that I learned it is that there are essentially two different fields that you can go into in food science. You can either do food testing with the FDA sort of thing, or you can do like research and development like you would do at like Kellogg's or another big food corporation. So which side of that do you think you want to go into? Um, I think I want to go more into like the research and development because the whole reason why I chose food science is what I wanted to do is because I actually took a food science class in high school and it just, I don't know, it was fun. We did things like we made candy and before COVID hit, we were going to all make cookies, but do different things with the ingredients to see how that it would change Mm -hmm. the cookie. And it was just a really, really fun class. And so I was like, you know, I didn't really have any plan before this. So let's just go with that. And then my senior year in high school, I also took a global climate change class. And so I almost, I kind of want to work with food and sustainability because a lot of like healthier foods and even just a lot of places in the world don't have access to a lot of the foods that we have here. And so kind of just making food more more accessible for people. That's awesome. I love that. Which is a very big goal. And I don't know if that's going to end up being the case, but that was... Dream big. Dream big. (laughs) big. But that was my original plan of what I wanted to do. I like that. See, I never knew that about food science. Like you said, whenever I think of food science, I think of nutrition. I have dietary restrictions due to health issues. And so like the testing that goes on to determine those dietary restrictions. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think of when I think of food science. So it's really interesting to hear more about that. Yeah. So my mom was actually really happy when I said I wanted to go into food science because we also have a lot of dietary restrictions in my family. Both my dad and brother have celiac disease and my mom also has to eat gluten-free. And so she wanted me to go into food science science so that I can make better gluten-free products. Yes. Good. I yes. support. Yeah. Which like, I support. It's, it's come a long way. I remember when my dad first got diagnosed with celiac disease, it started with just being gluten-free and I tried a lot of breads and they were all really bad. Correct. Bread is really hard to get right. And then also my dad ended up having to go a step further and have to go completely grain-free, which is even harder to find. Yeah. And so my mom was really happy because she was like, oh yeah, you can make stuff for us. <laughs> what does grain-free look like? How do you shop doing that? My mom makes a lot of stuff homemade she make her own flour or like no so we can buy flowers like almond flour is a big one cassava flour basically all you need to know is that everything is really expensive well yeah um (laughs) which is such a weird i don't know i don't understand that Mm mm-hmm it's the same with like feminine hygiene products. The government knows that you need it, but they're just going to make it so expensive. It's almost unattainable. Exactly. And it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Correct. But like same with dietary stuff. I mean, almond milk is so expensive. Like people who can't have dairy or can't digest lactose, all of the different kinds of milks, like nut milks and everything, mm-hmm. like they're so expensive. So expensive. Or even like cheese alternatives. Yeah. yeah. Like so expensive. But even just with dietary things being starting to become more mainstream, it's still hard because because things are so expensive. And they come I in have, such small portions. Yeah. yeah. I have a friend back home who she was recently diagnosed with type 1 diabetes a few years ago. And then also sometimes that 
comes with needing to eat gluten-free. And a lot of the time, it's just, it's too expensive and it's really hard. So thankfully her mom was like figured out how to make things on her own. And my mom has even thought about like making a cookbook of all the different gluten and grain-free recipes that she's made over the years. She should. That's awesome. Yeah, she's just, we don't have time. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's understandable. She could start a blog though. Yeah, she could. She could. That'd be easy. But that would require her to understand how to use the internet. Oh, fair. Plus, maintaining social media is not as it's easy so as you think it is. It's so oh difficult. My God. Being on the social media team for her campus, and then I also do a lot of social media stuff outside of mm-hmm. that, and it is really hard to keep up with. I took charge of doing the social media for our podcast. Yes. And I don't post on, like, my personal social media basically at all. Like, I'm just not a big person with that, but, like, I enjoy having it so I can see what's going on in other people's lives. But having to post so frequently and like to try to like build followers and stuff it's difficult it's you can get burnout really fast yeah stressful I think I've posted more since we started this podcast like two weeks ago than I have on like my personal accounts in the past like two years and so it's just it's a lot I think I only post because of the podcast honestly like I'll realize I have a picture from like a week ago that I just haven't done anything with and I'm like I should post that before it's too old yeah that's see I think for me the hardest part was TikTok because in order to gain a following on TikTok you have to post consistently like multiple times a day if you want to get really big but even at least just once a day I think there was one summer I was posting two videos a day consistently for like a few months and I genuinely don't know how I did that yeah I haven't tackled TikTok yet with the chemistry TikTok that's still currently run by Dr. J yeah and I think I might just let him keep it because I'm struggling to keep up with Instagram yeah that's completely fair like the way that we have the social media broken up for her campus is that everyone has one day a week and they post on every platform on that day so like I have Thursdays and I post on the Instagram Twitter Facebook Pinterest and TikTok Okay. But at least it's a once a week thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's split between multiple different people. So it's not a huge burden. I just need to get better at pre-making things so that I'm not having to make it the day of. No, yeah. That makes sense. That's understandable. Can you go into a little bit of depth about what Her Campus is since you've mentioned it a couple of times? Yeah. Okay. Her Campus is basically an organization that was started by all women and it's essentially like an online magazine sort of that is like aimed for college women or really even just anyone. And so currently we have 35 members in the club, but we are in one of the like top percentages of her campus chapters nationwide because of how much content that we can push out. And so like once a month I have to write an article and then that gets published. And so that technically also makes you a published author. And then we'll have monthly activities. For Halloween, we actually ran an event on campus. It was, we had a movie, we had a costume contest, there were some games and stuff. And yeah, we put on different events, write articles and... So what's kind of the intent behind her campus? It's almost like a sorority, but not a sorority. Okay. So there used to be some chapters do do's. And that's how they keep up with their budget. But we don't because we feel that that would turn away people who would want to join. And so it's pretty much just like a group of girls on campus that you can like talk to, hang out with. And it's just our like a little community almost. Okay. It's really cool. I've heard about it, but I've never interacted with it at all. Yeah. It's been a lot of people think it's a new club, but it's actually been here for a while. Yeah. It was started 11 years ago. Okay. 
So it's a very established club here on campus. Do you guys do anything with the other chapters for different universities? We actually just got paired up with three other like sister chapters. And so they were each paired up based on like strengths and weaknesses. So our strength that we were given was about all of the articles and stuff that we can push out. And so we were partnered with another chapter that isn't as good at getting out things and then we were partnered with someone who they're really good at getting and keeping new members which is something that we've struggled with in the past mm-hmm. and so actually in over these next few weeks we're going to be partnering with some of them and they're going to be doing like a takeover on our Instagram and then we're going to be doing one for their Instagram and so we're just trying to work together more with them. So you guys kind of work to get like you're paired up and then you kind of workshop to mm-hmm. like balance out like yeah, they help you with your weaknesses. You help with their strengths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. That is. All right. So our final question for you today, not that that means that this conversation is over, but the final <laughs> prompted question we have for you today is, is there any words of wisdom that you have for our listeners? You should have given this to me beforehand because I'm not good at thinking of advice on the spot. Take your time. That's okay. <laughs> School-wise, don't procrastinate. I am feeling it currently. (laughs) Sitting in a room of three major procrastinators, she says this. Yeah. She says as she just had to spend the last month catching up on like weeks and weeks worth of chemistry notes. Oh, good. I am finally somewhat caught up as it's two weeks before finals. Yeah, I was going to say with like a week and a half left before finals. Yeah. Yes. Just make sure that you learn how to manage your time and make sure that you're not putting too much pressure on yourself and like your productivity. Because when I was trying to catch up on all my homework, I wasn't taking any time for myself. And so I was like really stressed, almost on the verge of mental breakdowns all the time. And you're not going to have a good time. It's and you're not going to get as much out of it. Exactly. Yes, you need to be productive, but also you need to have little breaks for yourself so that you don't get burnt out as fast because I felt myself getting there. Yeah. My favorite thing to do is me and my best friend study together a lot because we're more productive when we have somebody to hold us accountable. And so what we do is we take brain breaks and we work really hard for a while, but then we always reward ourselves with something. So like last night, we were studying late in the chapel, and before we went and sat down to study, we made a trip to Crumble to get ourselves Crumble cookies mm-hmm. so that we had something to eat while studying. And so it was just like you have that little reward and that motivation to keep going. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then even just advice in general. Honestly, I know that a lot of people's advice for when you go to college is like really put yourself out there and like join new things and meet new people. And honestly, as stressful as that was for me when I first started college, it really is great because I've met so many people. And honestly, no one cares what you do. No one cares what you dress like. No one cares what you like. No one cares what you talk about. Just do what makes you happy because ultimately at the end of the day if you're not happy then you're not gonna have a good time so like I've started trying a bunch of new things that I didn't ever think that I could try but it makes me happy and it doesn't hurt anyone else so if you want to try something new don't be afraid of failure just go for it can you give us an example of what one of those things is (laughs) so after I graduated high school I was the month or so leading up to it I was like man I want to try streaming on twitch because I had seen a bunch of people doing it. I was like, that looks like a lot of fun. Literally, I didn't have a mic yet, but my friend had a mic that she let me borrow. 
And the day after my graduation party was my first stream ever. It was only to one of my best friends and she was the only person watching because it was essentially just a test to see of how it would go and how mm -hmm. I would like it. And I absolutely loved it. And now I have made so many new friends from that. One of my best friends that I talk to every single day, I met through. I, I know who it is. <laughs> Me too. I both shared a look and I was like, oh God, they know. But yeah, <laughs> we do. Like I, I've met so many new people and just so many new experiences have been open for me. And honestly, I didn't think that I would have the confidence to ever try it, but it was kind of just like, well, I think that this is going to make me happy. This is something I kind of want to try. You don't have to be afraid of failure. Just if it makes you happy, then go for it. I love that. I think that kind of speaks to what Yvette and I are doing here is, yeah. I don't think either of us really pictured ourselves hosting a podcast, but then- Especially not me. <laughs> Nah. Listen, we, we talk enough, might as well, just like... For real, but I'm such a poor public speaker in like an actual public setting. I don't know. No, We're in a room me. of three of us. I know, but I still find it hard because I know that my family is invested in this podcast. Yeah. All of my friends and I keep hearing such good feedback. It's so scary. But like my godmother, I love this woman. She sent me the sweetest text about the podcast that I was just like, I have to keep doing it now. Like I yeah. can't. So when I was younger, she interviewed me for the newspaper and I was like nine or 10 and I was so terrified I like wouldn't talk to her and it was just us it wasn't even like an, a video interview or anything she was just asking me questions I just wouldn't answer her and she texted me she goes I can't believe you're hosting a podcast like you went from this like really shy kid to like who you are now mm -hmm. she goes I'm so proud of you I almost cried honestly <laughs> it was such a sweet text that's what we like to call character development no, for real <laughs> real life character development <laughs> I don't know. I've always loved public speaking. I've never had a problem with it. I typically do it a lot because I've been told I'm a pretty good public speaker. I'm good at delivering a message. And so I do it quite a bit. But I have to say, I think doing the podcast is more stressful for me than like standing up in front of 100 people and giving a speech because, well, one, I don't have a script in front of me. This is all just us having a conversation. But then also like it's going on the Internet forever. Like yeah. we, we can never take this down. It's it's up and it's out and that's that. And like like you said, my entire family listens to this. And so it's always scary. It's like a piece of vulnerability. We're giving mm -hmm. ourselves up a little bit. Yeah. And that's yeah. really difficult. What I like about the podcast is that I feel safe doing it. Like I'm not doing it because someone's like, you guys are going to do a podcast. We chose it. Chose to do mm -hmm. this. We kind of kicked Dr. J out. Just a little bit. Just Sorry, Dr. J. We appreciate <laughs> you so much. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I completely understand where you guys are getting from because it is stressful putting yourself out on the internet for literally anyone to see. This is, if you can ignore that part, it's literally just a conversation between two people. When I'm streaming, I am alone in my basement playing video games with maybe a few people watching. Yeah. And it's, once you don't think about how big it actually is, it's just comfort and it's just the podcast. It's just talking to your friends. Yeah. Or like... It's just with a bunch of microphones and wires and technology in between us. Exactly. But <laughs> we have a handle on it. It's all yeah. good. If you can ignore that part, it's just I remember when I was younger, if I had access to all this stuff, I would have wanted to like goof around and do stuff with my friends. And yeah. so messing around with technology and microphones and recording yourself, that's just what this is. Yeah. Also, I think it's so funny that your guys' families listen to this because my parents are so invested. It's so ridiculous. invested. Like at Thanksgiving. I had multiple people ask me like, oh, where can I find your podcast? I saw you posted about it on Facebook because 
our way of getting it out there and trying to like get it started Mm -hmm. was posting it on like our personal Facebooks and trying to get like some sort of following so that it will start popping up more because like if nobody listens to it it's not going to pop up as a suggestion to people and so we were like yeah we're just going to promote it on our personal stuff and yeah which means it's currently mostly just our families listening so shout out to our families we appreciate the love and support shout out to Amber and Yvette's families oh (laughs) but no I get it uh when I first started streaming on Twitch it was just posting on my Snapchat story of oh my god people I go to high school with could see this but it's the only way that people are going to start seeing this exactly high school is a whole different animal as far as like what I don't even know I feel like in high school if we were to have started a podcast people would have like bullied us for it but in college people are like oh that's really interesting you have a podcast right yeah I it's percent. such like a flip in like no, it really dynamic. Is. This is why no one cares what you do in college. Yeah. Literally no Normally one they cares. think it's really cool when you do something way, different. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Like you can do whatever you want. I mean, you can pretty much say whatever you want as long as it's not like, you know, out of line. Yeah. yeah. As um, long as you don't harm other people. Yeah. Respect others. PSA. Yeah. Be respectful towards others. Be kind towards others. Like it's not worth it to drag on other people. Yeah. Quick quick amendment to what I said earlier. Do what makes you happy as long as it doesn't hurt other people. There you go. Yes. Perfect. Very important. So off topic of what we were just talking about. No, that's love, okay though. I well, love how this started goes... as flavors of chemistry and now See, it's <laughs> that's that's the thing with our podcast is we always start with chemistry, but we get into life topics. And I think that that's something really unique to us. Yeah. I'm good at giving life advice. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> we can say that. Sure. Uh huh. I'll be confident. In it. Hey, I haven't uh, led anyone astray yet, so I got a, I got a pretty good thing going on. <laughs> How many people do you talk to? Just Not kidding. a lot. I'm kidding. Not a lot. Not a lot, she says. So that is all we have time for today. Thank you, Maddie, so much for coming on here Thank with us. Thank you for having me. They text, texted me the other day and she was like, hey, when are you free to record the podcast? That's going to be a conversation I have with a lot of people. It's the same. <laughs> just, yeah. It came out of nowhere. It was just a message of when are you coming on? Well, you know, some people we've already asked and some people have kind of been voluntold that they were going to be on the podcast. You've been voluntold. Hi, I've been voluntold. Yes. Yes. Yep. But, like, it's a great opportunity. We are so thankful that you agreed to do it. This is a good insight to what else is provided by the campus as far as organizations, too. Yeah. Yeah. I remember for InfoLit, I actually had to record a podcast for that. So this, Really? Yeah. So this actually isn't my first podcast appearance. But this is the first one where I didn't have a script and I just got to talk freely about whatever I wanted. (laughs) We're pretty special that way. Yeah. It's because it wasn't for school. Yeah. Also fair. Don't forget to follow us on social media as well. We have our Instagram at Lab Lounge SAU. We're on TikTok at SAU Chemistry. And then we also have an email, lablouncesau at gmail.com, where we really want you guys to send us questions of things that you want us to talk about so we can incorporate those into future podcasts. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us again. This has been LL103 Flavors of Chemistry, and we can't wait to see you next time in LL104. Four.